and welcome to Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. This podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Whether you know it yet or not, your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Each episode, we explore the different ways your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level and through your relationships. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode two in this three-part series around money mindset. If you haven't listened to episode 61 yet, then you'll want to head over and listen to that episode first, or else this episode might not totally make sense to you, and I don't want you to feel frustrated. I introduced a few new concepts last episode, and most importantly, I explained why money and earning potential is such an emotional topic and why most entrepreneurs really struggle with it. So I have created this three-part series specifically for you because I know that you've been working your tail off and you might be really frustrated because you're not quite making the money that you want to yet. Now, an important factor in the success of your business is making sure that you have a healthy mindset around money. If you don't, either one of two things might happen. You might completely block yourself from earning money at the level that you want to, or when money shows up, you won't be able to hold on to it and you will lose it as quickly as it comes. Remember, your mindset is your subconscious blueprint for success and it has the ability to ultimately override whatever success you're able to achieve in the physical world. So here's a look at what we're gonna cover in this episode. First, We're going to check in on your homework from last week because I really, really, really want to know what you discovered in your money blueprint. And then second, I want to check in on your money mantra. What did you come up with and create? And then I'm going to introduce you to two of my favorite physical tools that will help you to attract money. And I'm going to warn you, they are a lot of fun. And they almost seem too fun to work, actually. But that's kind of the whole point. You see, we sometimes get too wrapped up and take money too seriously. And for my book selection this week, I'm leveraging my good friend Abraham for the book, Money and the Law of Attraction. It's a classic. So let's dive in, shall we? So let's check in on your homework from last week because I really, really want to know what you discovered about your money blueprint. Now, I cannot stress enough how important it is to get conscious about your money blueprint. This entire podcast is dedicated to becoming aware of your limiting beliefs and really accepting personal growth and how it impacts your business growth. And discovering your money blueprint, well, it's kind of like a deep, archaeological excavation that you're going to conduct on your thoughts and your beliefs around money. And I consider myself pretty self-aware, but I know when I went through this whole exercise, I was amazed at what I discovered. And I can see how some of these experiences and beliefs that I had from when I was young were stuck deep within my subconscious and how they had impacted me over the years. Now, excavation 
is really a great analogy, I think, because the thing with a lot of archaeological sites is that people don't even know that they exist. We just stumble upon them one day when we're trying to build something new, like a new building. And that is exactly what you're doing here. You are trying to build your new business. And as we go through the process of creating this future business, we dig up all these old beliefs from the past. In Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, T. Harv Eker explains that your money blueprint is your preset program or way of being in relation to money. It's a combination of your thoughts, of your feelings in the arena of money, and it consists primarily of the information or the programming that you received in the past, especially when you were a child. It's embedded in your subconscious mind as three different things. The verbal programming that you heard. What did you hear about money when you were young? Second, the modeling. How did you see people interact with money when you were young? And third, specific incidents. How did you experience money when you were young? And your money blueprint is so important because it can override your success no matter what happens. If you aren't prepared mentally to make a lot of money, then you'll either block it or it will come to you and you will sabotage it in some way. So how did it go figuring out your money blueprint? What did you discover? What verbal programming or messages did you hear about money when you were young? Did any of them jump out at you as really, really obvious? What about modeling? How did you see people interact with money when you were young? Did you remember or see any patterns come up? Was there anything that you have modeled or recreated as a pattern in your life? And lastly, what about specific incidents? How did money play a part in specific incidents in your life, either in things that you were able to do or maybe in things that you weren't able to do? Now, I can't tell you enough how important it is to really do this work to discover what is in your money blueprint. And here's the thing, because most of these experiences happen to us when we're young, we just accept them as fact or as truth. We think that they're normal and that everyone has been exposed to what we have. Think about when you were going through grade school. You didn't ever question what you learned, what the teachers put in front of you. You just consumed whatever it was that they gave you. That's what happens when we're young. We just accept what we are given. But here's the thing. You have the total ability to create your reality regardless of whatever situation or whatever perspective you have of when you were young or whatever patterns you're bringing forward from a past experience. Remember, all statements that you heard about money when you were young remain in your subconscious mind as a blueprint that is running your financial life. Now, I know for most of us, we are pretty self-aware and we can all access this information and wisdom pretty easily. But if you did have problems accessing these messages in your blueprint, then I suggest a few different ways to extract them. Here's five different ways you can use. First off is journaling. And journaling is such a great way to get clear on the core programming in your subconscious. 
and it has to be written, not digital, because this is what makes us present and this is what makes us conscious. The second way is to do conscious dreaming, to really just allow your mind to wander in thought. Or you can also go into meditation with an intention to find specific answers. Third is going for a long walk. Now, I know that one of our listeners, Winnie, says that her best and most creative ideas happen when she's on her 40-minute walk into work in the morning. So be like Winnie and use walking or some other meditative exercise to bring forth your creative ideas. And this applies not only to come up with new ideas, but this is also a great way to tap into those thoughts and messages in your subconscious and your money blueprint. Now, I've had other people tell me they like running, also bike riding, to really stimulate the creative process as well. Number four, if you're really, really stuck and you don't feel like you can access these messages on your own, and let's be real, for some of you, it might be kind of painful to unravel them, especially if they're intertwined with maybe some painful memories from your childhood that you're resisting or that you don't want to tap into, then maybe you need a little bit more help and maybe you can talk to a friend. You could have a chat with a coach or a mentor or your mastermind group. And number five, I know some of you epic extroverts might want to talk this through with someone else as part of a casual discussion. If you know that your best processing of thoughts happens in a lively discussion with someone else, then this is probably the best way to figure it all out. If you process information this way, then go for it. So there's a few different ways that you can help yourself get clear on your money blueprint. I'll run through them again so you have them handy. Journaling, conscious dreaming or meditating, going for a long walk, be like Winnie, reach out to a professional who can help to guide you and access that information or have a good chat with a friend. Okay, so once you have clarity on what your money blueprint is, now what are we going to do with all that great information? We're going to walk through that in the next segment. Okay, so you've done the work to figure out what your money blueprint is. Now, What do we do with all this great data? Well, we specifically take these beliefs, these stories, these experiences, these patterns, and we need to shift them. We need to change them. We are essentially going to extract the old ones and create new ones. Now, this is where we roll up our sleeves and we figure out what all these messages mean. We transform them into something really powerful. And this is important because you can't just get rid of a thought because removing it will create a vacuum and then you have no control over what rushes in to take its place. We have to consciously replace that belief with a new thought. So I love the process that T. Harv Ecker uses in his book. So I want to share that exact process with you now. He walks through four different steps to change your verbal programming. Awareness, understanding, disassociation, and declaration. So step one, you've already done this now at this point, you have awareness of what all the different messages are that you received when you were young. So let's go to step two, understanding. Now this is where you have to write down how these statements, these experiences, 
have impacted your financial life so far. So for example, if you constantly heard the message, oh, we just never have enough money when you were young, then maybe this message was embedded into your subconscious and you have recreated that scenario as an adult in your life. And maybe your experience has been that you just never have enough money and you've always lived that way and you feel frustrated and stuck. Maybe you always watched your parents fight around money because one was a spender and one was a saver, which meant that they had this scenario of two different things going on. Maybe you took that scenario and recreated that situation with your partner or maybe with a business partner or someone else in your life. So taking time to understand how each of those messages impacts you is really important and we do that in step number two. Step number three is disassociation, where you understand that these thoughts or these experiences that you have learned were because of your environment in the past, but they do not have to be your current reality. And this is where I get to bust out one of my favorite coaching questions. Is that a fact or a belief? Let's look at it. The example I used earlier of we just never have enough money. Is that a fact or is that a belief? And I know wholeheartedly that if this is your experience, then you might feel like it's a reality because it's frustrating in the moment. But can you prove to me somewhere in this world that it is your destiny written in some big old master dusty book of destinies that you will never ever ever have enough money can you prove that to me do you know where this book exists no I don't think so so stop saying it and stop believing it because when you keep saying it you keep making it your reality Now, I want you to disassociate from these beliefs and hold the thought that they were what you learned when you were young and that you can learn something new and something different now, something more powerful. Now, step number four is the declaration. And in this step of the book, they suggest that you place your hand over your heart and say, what I heard about money isn't necessarily true. I choose to adopt new ways of thinking that support my happiness and my success. And this is a powerful step to really make this declaration. And if you can, say it out loud. I also want you to take each of these messages and observations about money, and I want you to rewrite them into more powerful affirmations, because we're going to need them for part three for the episode next week. Now, what could a new, more powerful belief be that you could hold? For example, if you often heard the message, we can't afford that, then you could rewrite this into a new belief of, we can afford that. In fact, we can afford anything that we want, really. Or if you often heard the message, oh, I hate shopping because I just see a bunch of things that I can't afford. Well, you could rewrite this as a new belief I love shopping because it allows me to see opportunities of all the things that I want to buy and what I want to buy for others because I love giving. Another example is 
you know, this is all we can afford, so this has to be good enough. You could rewrite that to, we'll buy what we want and what we need right now. And if we need more later, that's perfectly okay because we have unlimited resources. Now, remember how I said earlier that money is a very emotional and very personal topic because it is tied to your self-worth. It really, really is. And I want you to promise me that you're going to be very, very gentle with yourself and very patient when you're writing these new statements. Remember, there's no one master list of great new statements or beliefs that you can move towards. Just like we've all had different experiences, the new, more powerful statements and beliefs that you are programming need to be unique and resonant with you. So be patient and be kind. And this is your opportunity to do this work on your own. As you rewrite the beliefs, pick ones that are powerful, but make sure that they are realistic. They should excite you. They should feel real and not too far-fetched or too hard to attain. Remember, you don't get extra points here for having the best statements or the most outlandish. You will succeed only when you have the right statements for you. Okay, now for the other part of your homework. Do you have a money mantra? Did you pick one from the list that I gave you? Or maybe you took time to write one on your own. So what do we do with your mantra? Now there's two different things that I want you to do with it. I want you to use it reactively and proactively. Now the reactive part I can teach you now and the proactive part, I'm gonna teach you that next week in the next episode. So here's how we're going to use our money mantra reactively. We're gonna use it as a tool whenever you catch yourself with a limiting belief or having a negative thought around money, like saying something negative or maybe playing small or thinking about how you can't afford something, then I want you to stop. I want you to notice how you are feeling in that moment probably a little helpless, probably a little frustrated, then I want you to say your money mantra five times to yourself. Say it out loud, and if your situation permits, you can say it out loud. If not, if you're in public, you can say it in your head. And another option is to stop and just write out your mantra five times, pen to paper. Then after you're done, observe if you feel any different in that moment. See if your energy shifts as you make yourself conscious and you move towards this new belief. What we're really striving for is I want you to be aware of the moments when you have emotions of feeling helpless and when you bring in these new thoughts, what changes and how do you feel? Got it? So anytime you catch yourself with a limiting belief or if you say something that's really negative about money, Stop yourself, observe what you're feeling, say or write the money mantra down five times, and then check in to see how you're feeling and if your energy has shifted at all at the end. Since your mindset is your OS or your operating system, it has taken literally years, years of programming to get these limiting beliefs into your system and buried deep into your subconscious. Now we have to shift them. And this is part of the reprogramming process. 
So feel excited about this because it is fun and it is empowering. And you might realize just how many negative thoughts you have throughout the day once you start to make them conscious. And the bad news is you might not have control over what happened to you in the past, but the good news is that you have total control over what you can program into your subconscious. Now the possibilities here are endless. You can calibrate your money mindset for anything that you want to. So clearly, this is not the time to play small. Got it? Okay, it's now time to introduce you to the two fun tools. Are you ready? Okay, are you ready for the first tool that I'm gonna give you? Now, this is again taken from the book called Money and the Law of Attraction. It's the $100 game. And it's quite simple, really. What you do is you put a $100 bill in your wallet or in your pocket. And as you go throughout your day, you imagine all of the different ways that you could spend that money. And there's no limit to the number of times that you can spend it throughout the day. You could spend it as many times as you want over and over and over again. So if you're out shopping and you see something you like, you think, oh, I could totally buy that. If you're out for lunch with a friend, imagine how good it would feel to be able to buy lunch for you and your friend. Later in the day, you pass by a shop and you see a fun little gift that you could buy for your kid or for someone else's kid. The purchasing potential is unlimited. You can spend this money over and over and over again. It could be quick purchases. It could be incidentals. It could be completely frivolous things. It can be an impulse buy. And you do not, I repeat, you do not have to be rational at all. Now, I love, love, love this game. I absolutely love buying gifts for other people, especially Now, what we're doing here in this game is simple. And even though it's simple and it's fun, it's really, really, really powerful. Don't second guess how powerful this game can be. We are shifting things energetically and it is making you aware of what your subconscious thoughts are. And we're getting you to shift from a place of, I can't afford that, or a feeling of lack to something that is more abundant, to a more powerful energy. And from stories I hear from many of you, you don't allow yourself to even consider buying new things because you simply can't afford it or you're waiting for money to come in. Now, I have one request to make though. When you're doing all this virtual shopping, remember to buy some gifts for other people, some super fun gifts because Giving is sometimes more joyous than receiving, and this will really help you feel community and sangha, right? Boo to lack and scarcity, yay to abundance. So off you go to the bank, get yourself a $100 bill, and it doesn't have to be a $100 bill, it can't be a bunch of 20s, and start your virtual spending spree. And whatever you do, don't hold back. Don't think about what you want to spend the money on. Just think about spending it. Rational things, frivolous things, 
If you're really creative, then you can maybe even engage a friend and you can participate in this game together and text each other back and forth every time you spend the money. Now, and if you're thinking, well, maybe my tastes are a little richer than $100 purchases, Julie. Well, then I totally think you're gonna love the next tool that I'm gonna introduce you to. Okay, so if you liked the $100 game, you're gonna love, love, love the bank account game. What I want you to do is imagine yourself opening up a virtual bank account, and then you deposit $1,000 into it. And then you have to make a decision about how you're gonna spend the money that day. And you can keep track of how you spend the money however you want. I like to do it digitally. I just create a little Excel spreadsheet, but you could do it pen to paper. You could keep it in your phone. You could write it in a notebook, however you want. And then every day you make a new deposit into that account. And every day you have to decide how you're going to virtually spend that money. And you have to spend the money that day. And the other trick is every day, the deposit amount that you make into your account increases by $1,000. So on day three, you deposit $3,000 and you spend $3,000. Day four, you deposit $4,000 and you spend $4,000. Now I know it's silly, I know it's easy, but just try it. And you might notice that there's a little bit of resistance in figuring out how to spend the money every day, but this is just a new muscle that you're building and it works. It really, really works. So after doing this for a year, you make a total daily deposit of $365,000 and then you spend it and you keep doing it and you keep going and you keep adding in and depositing new money every day and making daily purchases. Keep going and keep depositing new money into that account. Now this is a very powerful exercise, don't doubt it, just do it, just have fun with it. And those are two physical tools to shift your mindset around money. The $100 game and the bank account game. So go ahead and try one of them or try both of them and see what happens. To make it fun, you can tag a friend, you can get them to do it with you, see what happens. These tools will change your relationship with money and in a super fun way, I promise. And they'll bring a lot of levity and lightheartedness to your money energy. And it's time to start wrapping up this episode on mastering your money mindset. Stay tuned for next week when I bring you the third and the last episode in our Money Mindset series, where we tie it all together and you'll learn the metaphysical tools to shift your money mindset. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Remember that being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development that you will ever go through. So be patient and be kind to yourself. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it.